Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. Welcome to another week. Those of you who have listened to my podcast over time know that I often ask tons of questions. After all, it's kind of part of my DNA as a therapist to ask questions so that people can uncover answers. But for me, in all honesty, questions allow me to figure things out, not only for me, but also to help other people. And I love to hear about what questions other people ask themselves and recommend to others to ask themselves because our lives are really, truly all about growth. And one thing I know is that if I ask myself and others high quality questions like, what can I learn from this versus a low quality question like, why does this have to happen to me? I'll get high quality answers. Answers that give me more options and opportunities than being locked into a bind with only one or two options, and then I'll feel trapped. So I wanted to not only make some recommendations about some really pivotal and introspective questions that you can ask yourself and work on, but also give you some food for thought about how to take inventory of your life and how you're living it. I'm guilty of this at times, and I bet you are too, where we just kind of coast through life more often than not. And we don't take stock and inventory of how we're using our time and our lives to make the most of what we have. I hope you find today's podcast episode evocative and helpful, and I really hope that it gives you some golden nuggets to think about as you move through your days from this moment on. So, here are eight pivotal questions that I have found to have a significant impact on me, my life, and my clients' lives. So if you want to, go ahead, pause this recording, and grab some paper and a pen, and write these questions down, and then take some time to answer them, or at least to think about them. Maybe this is a conversation around a dinner table with your children, or with your mate, or with some friends. But mostly, I really want you to take this time to really think about you. Question number one, who are the people with whom I spend most of my time? Goth would say, tell me who you spend time with and I'll tell you who you are. Who we know and what we do significantly determines who we become. Our decisions shape our destiny and who we have around us to encourage us in certain ways or discourage us makes a huge difference because what you do is around others. Those around you impact who you are. And this is what's called the proximity effect. And that was coined by Ben Hardy. Choose who you allow in your circle and better yet, take time to surround yourself with others who push you to be more, to do more, and to experience more. 
I know that every time I've done that, when I've been around new people or connected with new networking groups, I'm able to really look at, am I coasting through my professional life, my personal life, or am I really taking charge most of the time and making the most of things? So surround yourself with people in their comfort zones, and guess what? You're going to stay in yours. Surround yourself with movers and shakers and trailblazers, and you'll be compelled to step up to yourself in your life in new and different ways. You can't escape it. Do an inventory of your peeps and see how much you're benefiting and growing. Are things changing in your life? Are you around people who complain? Or are you around people who are able to put things in perspective, shift their default setting from struggle to moving forward? And you're going to see a huge change in your life. And and if you need to incorporate different kinds of people to help you reach your goals and grow, guess what? The time couldn't be any better for that. Especially as we end the year very shortly and start a new year. Question number two, is this within my control? This is one of the most important questions you can ask yourself. In fact, I was just talking about that uh, with someone yesterday. I talk about that all the time, really, but specifically with somebody yesterday. And this person was was feeling, again, trapped, uh, thinking in black and white terms, feeling like really nervous because uh, there was uh, this person's income was dependent on whether or not uh, the person that they placed in a in a job was going to stay past or up to uh, the grace period. And what I did is I reminded this person that you can't control what's outside of you. What you could do is uh, you could control yourself, and then the rest you got to leave it to God. And whatever's meant to be is going to happen. So the really the reality is is that there's nothing outside of us over which we have control. Nothing, and that can be really really scary. But the other thing it compels us to do is to be unattached to outcome. And I tell you what, I struggle with that. But it also shifts us into trusting, like I said, that what is meant to be, will be. What we do have control over are these five things, and I've talked about this before, but I'm going to repeat it. What we think, feel, do, ingest, and expel. That's it. Outside of that, y'all, situations and people become what they become regardless of how much we want or don't want something to happen. So why is this such an important question to ask yourself? The thing is, we waste incredible amounts of time on trying to control what we can't. It's just awful. It's torturous. Sometimes, well, most of the time, we want things to turn out the way we want them to. Who doesn't? But the reality is that we're not in charge of the outcomes. The only thing that we're in charge of is us, our intentions, and our participation in our own intentions. And often talk about collaborating with the universe. Give the universe the okay through your actions and intentions, and the rest is up to a higher power to determine if and when you're to receive what you want, and, of course, the how. Here's what 
here's where uh, it comes full circle. You see, our responses um, to others and to life are within our control. And making wise and grounded choices can make us happier and stronger and more powerful with how we live our lives. Keep your focus and resources in the places where they matter and where you can make changes to improve in your life and learn from your life. And stop overthinking everything else. Stop having to run by your agenda because guess what? Y'all have heard the saying, you plan and God laughs. So true. When you let go, when you do your part in setting things up in your own life through your own attention, through your own behavior, you're going to see how much easier life becomes. Question number three, if I am not for me, who is? And if I'm only for me, who am I? This question comes from Hillel the Elder in the Jewish religion. And it is one of the most famous questions in our Bible, my Bible. And what a question it is. The translation of the last part is, if I am only for me, what am I? And we all know the, question, the answer to that question. If I'm only for me, then I'm missing out on the point of living. Being about only yourself speaks loudly to the fear that you carry, that you won't get what you need, that your needs won't be met by even yourself, and that you're really in a place of distrust of everything else. Life is all about being of service, y'all, humility and selflessness. Sure, you'll become known or successful if all you do is focus on earning money and making your status a priority. But I could tell you these two things. One, most people with money aren't happy. All they have are, are the opportunities to indulge in more things. And two, there's a saying, you've never seen a bank following a hearse. In other words, you won't be taking your money to the grave when you die. So make the most of your time now and enjoy life. Ego, self-interest, pride, dignity, and ambition, these are all good things when they're balanced with humility and service. So please remember that. Question number four, what's the real loss when I choose fear and worry over faith? I know far too many people who struggle and actually, in all honesty, they snuggle into their fears and worries. And boy, those are some really strong companions. But you see, they don't allow any of us to truly experience joy. Here's the deal. You can't feel love if you are in hate. You can't experience happiness if you're in a state of fear, worry, anger. And you can't possibly experience the fullness that life has to offer you if all you do is align with the default setting of fear and worry. No two emotions can be felt and experienced or exist at the same time. And as I've always said, you practice your emotions. We all do. That means that whatever emotion you would like to have, you can create that within yourself because that's where it all starts. 
If you don't know what I mean, please scroll through the previous episodes of this podcast and listen to them. I explain exactly what I mean by practicing emotions and how to begin to practice the ones that you want to feel, not the ones that you don't. Granted, it takes effort. It takes intention to not be in the shithole of bad feelings. And that's your choice. Sometimes we feel like we, we uh, aren't able to catch ourselves. And, and it's true that sometimes we get in deep, dark holes that are really, really hard to climb out of. But I could tell you this, if your intention is to not feel the negative emotions for one more millisecond, you're going to find relief. But here's the thing, when you're in a state of fear, when you choose fear, when you feel fear, I want you to ask yourself, what am I choosing to not see right now? What important things are you missing because you're choosing worry over going within and resolving an issue? What is really happening? Fear is all about not feeling like you have control of what's outside of you. Fear is an anxiety, and I'm going to tell you this, and I tell people this all the time. When we worry about worrying about what's going to happen, it's called anticipatory anxiety. And that means two things. One is we don't know what the outcome is, so we're scared of what it will be and if it's not what we want. And the second thing is, and this is pretty pivotal, can I handle what happens? What will it mean about me should what happens not be what I want? So I want you to think about all those questions. Really, really think about what you choose to feel about something and how you choose to grow from what you feel. There are always a multitude of options in every, every situation. Most often, though, we bind ourselves between two, and we feel stuck between a rock and a hard place. And most often, these options might include several that we don't really want to happen, so we choose not to accept them. And we kind of go into some, some denial, and we fight the truth. And that is one of the worst things that you could do is try to argue and fight against the truth. Ex and instead, to be able to say, okay, you know, here, the th here are all the things that could possibly happen. Let me prepare myself, but let me always have faith in myself that no matter what happens, I can handle it. Because I have past experiences, maybe it's one, maybe it's a hundred thousand million experiences where things have happened that haven't turned out where you felt like it's been in your favor, but you've always leaned back into the knowingness that everything that happens is in your favor because things are being set up for you to be more glorious than you could possibly imagine. And then there are options that truly offer us a way out to a brighter place. But you think, you see, the thing is, we're so aligned with worry and in a state of fear that we actually prevent ourselves from from seeing them. So when you find yourself indulging in the negative suffocating emotions that you experience that allow you to feel the only option which is to be cemented to it in, in horrible feelings of sadness and fear and helplessness, one true way of getting yourself back on track is reminding yourself of the cost 
that you incur right now in this moment of choosing those fears and those feelings. Uh, but it, when you remain in those negative states, that's really where you rob yourself of growth and joy. And I don't think you can afford to do that, in all honesty. I know I can't. And I always tell people, I'm going to fight to the death. When I start feeling shitty or fearful or scared or worried, here's the deal, y'all. I don't want to feel it for a, more, a, a millisecond more than I be, when I become aware that I feel it. So I do my best to learn what the heck is going on and then take um, some massive action so that I feel better. Question number five, have I earned my keep today? My daddy taught me this one when I was very young, asking myself to take inventory of who I was that day by asking myself, have I earned my keep today? That's been one of the most powerful questions to ask yourself. And for me, I ask myself that every day. This question is so powerful because you can't keep up the fraudulence that you show others when you ask yourself this question because you know yourself best, you know when you're faking, and you know what the answer is. When my daddy taught me this, he wanted me to understand the meaning of showing up, of doing what's right by myself and others and contributing to the greater good. Have I done everything I need to do to be the best and honest version of me today? Just today? Can I lay my head down tonight on my pillow and be at peace with all of my actions, my intentions, and beliefs about myself and my world? Most nights I can say yes to that question, but I too still struggle with not following through on everything I've decided to do that day. But what I do when I haven't fulfilled my day's wish list, and I call it a wish list, not a task list, is that I ask myself, why? Why I didn't do something? And then once I understand why, without being critical of myself, that's the key. Quit beating yourself up. Then what I do is I give myself additional opportunities to do what's on my wish list, to do what I know is necessary for me to do. So please try that. And whatever it is that you need to change to have a clear conscience and lay your head down on your pillow with internal peace, do that. Question number six, does this actually matter? Everything is relative to everything else. And we all experience the rainbow of emotions just along a spectrum. That said, if you were to really think about how short life is, at least this time around in this lifetime, how could you not ask yourself if what you're bothered about really matters? This is the question, given the shortness of this lifetime. Does this thing that I'm thinking about, worrying about, fighting about, throwing myself into a tizzy about really freaking matter. How much time are you wasting on needless worry and how much time are you wasting on avoiding taking action in your life? How much time are you wasting being concerned with what others think when really they could give two shits about you? What most people 
do is a curious. They like to be nosy and voyeuristic. But most people, 99.99% of the people, we're so caught up in our own lives, we really don't give a shit about what other people go through. And here's what I mean by that. What I mean by that is, yes, you're a caring person, but when it comes down to it, things kind of pique your interest, and then they move on. Most of the time, you, you really don't think about what others are going through because you got to deal with your life every day. So how much time are you wasting being concerned about what other people think? How your social media profiles look to others? And you know that all that is bullshit because most people are struggling. You put out these beautiful family photos. I know so many people who, there's a saying, me doth protest too much, who talk so much about how happy they are. And I really do believe that there are some people who are just truly happy. I know for me, I am truly happy because I've worked on myself to be that way. But when you have people who talk about how happy and at peace they are, here's the deal with it. If you're happy, you don't feel compelled, truly happy. You don't have the need to, uh, to shout it out to the world. To the world, you just are happy. And you, you're loved and you offer that to other people. Okay. So if you're spending your waking moments reliving the past or focusing on the future, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your life. You can only impact what's going on with you now so that you can help set the stage for what might happen in the future as you collaborate with the universe. I am just as guilty as you are of wasting my time on shit that doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. And I know that. But here's the deal, y'all. We waste time worrying about stuff that really doesn't matter. And, and the hardest part is that we get stuck at those times because we feel a sense of helplessness to change the circumstance. But guess what? That's not the point. It's not about changing the circumstance. It's about growing into who you need to be so that no matter what happens, you know you're fine. We feel helpless when someone is mad at us, when we experience disappointment, when we attach expectations to someone or something and to pretend that we're unattached. We lie to ourselves. Why? Why do we do those things? Why do we intentionally set ourselves up, causing ourselves pain and suffering when we know better? Why? Life isn't meant to sit, I always say this, it's not meant to sit in our shithole of bad feelings. We're not meant to do that. Everything is designed for learning, growing, and giving. And I tell everyone that. Life teaches us through what we feel, predominantly through pain, to become what we want to feel. Quit wasting your time with stupid shit that doesn't matter, and you know exactly what those things are. Go out into the world and give of yourself over and over and over again. And let me tell you, honey, you won't have a moment to feel sorry for yourself or lick your wounds because you'll be contributing to somebody's life who's really struggling. And you're going to feel a sense of significance and you're going to feel connected to all that is. And isn't that what life is about? 
What matters is being of love and of service, period. Focus on that, loving yourself truly, deeply, madly, and loving the world truly, deeply, madly, and see how much your life changes course. Question number seven, is this a lifetime or dead time? This question focuses really on how you use your time. Are you farting around on social media when you could be writing that book or working on your resume or developing that program or marketing your business or contributing and being of service? If you were to write down your schedule hour by hour, you would see like I do a lot of the times, I kind of fart around how much time I'm actually wasting. But then the flip side of that is you look at how much time you actually have to complete everything that you want to accomplish. I'm going to be honest, like I always am, y'all. I kind of tend to go in phases of wasting time and then immersing myself in work and play. I'm very disciplined with certain things and then really completely undisciplined with others. And that's when I know I need help. And that's when I know I need to have more structure. And I'll tell you this, I struggle with structure. I just do. If I'm not seeing clients or if I haven't literally written something down, I kind of consider it free time. And that's not really good. Um, but, but it's just kind of what I do. But I know that about myself. But when I really have the intention, I, I hunker down. And I know darn well when I'm wasting my time, like I said, and when I'm using it well. So next time you think about how you're using your time, and if it's dead time or a lifetime, do your best to achieve something each day that you really feel that's compelling, that's important. Then find time to have gratitude for your efforts and opportunities. If you've been putting off going to the doctor, get scheduled. If you've been putting off that exercise or reaching out to somebody, go exercise, reach out, live alive, and let your time be used well, and don't waste it. Last question, number eight. Who is my biggest champion? I meet people all of the time who feel so lonely and alone. I cannot begin to tell you how many people come, sit on my couch. It's actually a love seat. Y'all's real comfortable. Or who call me and they just feel so alone. And there are times where I too have felt that. There are times where I can be in a sea of a thousand people, thousands and thousands of people, and feel like I'm just horribly alone, not connected to anyone or anything. And I have, however, several people in my life who love me unconditionally and who support my successes in all parts of my life, thank goodness. When I ask you to ask yourself this question of who is my biggest champion, I want you to really look at not only the people in your life and around you, but more importantly, Turn the view on yourself. Look within. Ask yourself how you can be your greatest champion. Everything starts with you. Your quality of life is determined by you. Who you have in your life is determined by you. How you experience life is determined by you. Are you your greatest champion? 
Time and time again, I see people who give away their personal power and put all of their worth, their self-worth on what other people think of them. When in fact, that is the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. You must be your greatest champion. For if you're not for yourself to learn, to grow, and to teach, then how could you possibly expect anyone else to value you in that way? You will never, ever get uh, permanent or uh, long-standing validation that really sits in the seat of your soul from anything outside of you. It will never last. It will be a momentary recognition, then it's done. It's kind of like you go out and uh, you, um, you go buy something uh, to help yourself feel better, but guess what? That rush only lasts for the moment that you buy it, and then what you bought becomes normalized. Don't become marginalized in your own life. Don't normalize yourself. Love the shit out of yourself. Be your greatest champion. And guess what? That's when you become the light for others. That's when people want to uh, do what you do to achieve love and happiness. How can you become your biggest champion? Well, here's a simple answer. Do for yourself what you would want others to do for you to show you how much they support you, how much they recognize you, how much they, uh, what they do to let you know that you're significant. Do all that for yourself first. And I swear, y'all, you will not be looking for anybody else to do that for you. You'll be full. And you'll know the ways that you need to do it. Turn inward. And then show up for yourself, sweetheart. Everything begins and ends with your choices and decisions. To put yourself first in a loving way, meaning taking care of you, whether it's through changing your eating habits, whether it's through um, uh, taking care of your body, this vessel that you've chosen to live within in this lifetime, being honest with yourself about what next steps you really need to take to be live at peace. I love you so much. I want the best for you. I always have the intention to deliver um, good content that you can really use. And I'm so grateful to all the people who write me every day saying how, <laughs> how they've been in therapy for so many years with so many therapists and just listening to the podcast have has changed their life. Y'all know I don't bullshit around. And if anybody works with me, I always tell people, it's like, y'all don't need to be in therapy prison. If you don't feel like you're making significant progress within uh, a month to three months, you really need to look at two things. Are you working with the right therapist or coach? And are you really doing what you need to do to get to where you want to go. I love you. I hope this episode has helped. Please ask yourself these questions. I wish you a wonderful day, a blessed week, and as always, live intuitively. 
Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 